A white man in his underwear jumps out of an RV, but not before his pants go flying off in the distance. There are sirens all around, and it looks like there's a body in the front seat, and a definite body in the back. The body in the front has a gas mask on. There's liquid coming out of the RV. The white man is Walter Hartwell White, and he's making a statement that is not an admission of guilt. He's talking directly to his family, Skyler, the love of his life, and Walter Jr., his big man. There are things they're going to come to learn about him in the next few days, but no matter how it looks, he only had them in his heart. Sounds like an admission of guilt to me, no matter what the disclaimer said. And so after he gets done with his not admission of guilt, that's an admission of guilt. He pulls a gun out of his drawers and goes up to the main dirt road and raises the gun to the distance. He doesn't know the rules. A white man doesn't get killed for that. They get taken to Burger King. Welcome to blood, meth, and tears. That's Scar. That's Brandon. I'm Derek. Scar, how you doing? I'm good, bro. How are you? Man, oh man. I love this show. Okay. Me too. And full disclosure, I've already seen this show on multiple occasions. I know I've seen it all the way through at least twice. Um, but now I've seen it a third time because I went to go watch the second episode and I couldn't stop. So I finished the first season. Mm-hmm. And Brenda's never seen it before at all. I don't need you kicking off the show with your subtle racism. What do you mean subtle racism? The white man's name is Walter Hartwell White? Mm-hmm. The white man's name is White. What? And drawing a gun and pointing it off in the distance doesn't get them shot. It gets them taken out for burgers. It, there's nobody there. So technically, it wouldn't get anybody shot. Well, he thought police were coming around the corner. They were coming around the mountain when they come. Right. And he pulled out a pistol, which was dumb. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. He looked like he had been drinking with no pants on. The cops were coming down. That nigga just assumed immediately that he was a dead man. So he yeah. made his whole admission to guilt tape and stood out there in the middle of the street. Yeah, he was spitting high fire. Was but, this supposed to take place in between episode one and episode two? Or was this supposed to be the end of the show? No, no, this is the beginning a- of episode one. I know that, no, but I'm but saying, was that supposed to be a flash forward or was that yeah, just the end forward. of the episode? Yes, yes. This is what happened at the end of the episode. Yeah, more or yeah, less. Yeah, the end of the episode, not the end of the show. Yeah, end of the episode. Okay. Yes. That's so, what I thought. as y'all but can like, hear. But like, but, like, here's the worst part about it, right? Dog, you, you out here snitching on yourself on episode one, bruh? What is we doing? We're going to talk about that because I have thoughts. This is the podcast about Breaking Bad. Uh, Brandon's never seen it. Like I said, Scar's seen it multiple times, and I love the show to pieces. Um, and I want to say, first of all, hands down, Breaking Bad has some of the best pre-show intros in television history. Absolutely. In in like later seasons where you're like, what the fuck is that? And you don't know what that is. It's just showing you something and you don't know until like later in the season, but they're showing it to you before like every fucking episode. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is juice? <laughs> what the fuck is juice? But 
Then it goes into the actual story. Three weeks prior, Walter Hartwell White, which is the whitest middle name ever and sounds like a fucking hockey squad, was a nobody. In 1985, he was a Nobel Prize winner for proton radiography, and now he's a 50-year-old eating eggs and nasty-ass vegetarian bacon. That's that's not true. How do you know all this? None of this was in the show. What, that he's 50? None of this was in the show. Which part? That you just said. Which part? They showed showed his his plaque for the Nobel Prize for proton uh, radiography when he's on the Stairmaster. And they, he's eating the bacon and shit on his 50th birthday. And she made the bacon into the shape bacon, of a 50. 50. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the, they, they made sure that they, they put, they pointed to that plaque as kind of a way to just kind of subtly go, this dude is brilliant. Really fucking smart. Yeah. And, like, and it's just like, he contributed to a Nobel prize, but like all he got is a plaque to show for it. You will find, and, and it took me until now to realize why that episode, there's an episode down the line, Brandon, like way down the line. It's called Ozymandias. And now I know why this motherfucker literally believes himself to be the smartest person in the world and he feels like he never got credit for anything he does. Like Ozymandias in the Watchmen. Mm, exactly. And so wherever he goes, he has to be the smartest nigga in the room, no matter what. And it manifests so many times in just this pilot that that is one of his 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 flaws and his strengths his is that biggest, he is arrogantly smart. His, yeah, his, his, his biggest flaw is his ego. And I forgot... I forgot that that side of himself, I didn't think that it showed up until later. Oh, I was wrong. Oh, that nigga immediately. Now, immediately. This, other, this other side of him eventually gets a name. Mm-hmm. But just know that there are multiple sides to him. And if you pay attention to all of his lessons um, when he is teaching in the classroom, he's really talking about himself. And we talk about that in, in the second episode. Now, the first episode where he's talking about the the, the change, uh, where he's talking about change and he's spraying the fire with the different elements to make it go different colors. But mm. he is he is talking about how change is a constant and like, you know, so like he was basically foreshadowing his change as a human. Hmm. So, first of all, um, vegetarian bacon. If you're eating vegetarian bacon, then why the fuck are you eating eggs? What do you mean? Well, well they kind of go back and forth on whether eggs are good for us or eggs are bad for us. Yeah, but no, one is vegetarian and the other one is literally baby meat. I mean, sometimes eggs are good for us, sometimes they're bad for us, sometimes it's it's cholesterol. So, so How are eggs dairy when it's made out of baby chickens? It's dairy. <laughs> Same argument I have with pescatarians. How are you a vegetarian? I'm not. I just don't eat meat, but you eat fish. I got a homeboy who was a pescatarian. And then but he's but he's basically vegan and everything else other mm. than the nigga like fish, fish sticks. Just other say you like fish, fish sticks. Like yeah. Kanye West. <laughs> Stop it. So, Walter Jr., who we meet 
also while he's eating the vegetarian bacon has a mouth on him. And, and there start, was no- we start where where pretty much his arc is going to go for this for this series. He shows up for breakfast. Talking shit. There was no hot water when he takes a shower and he has complaints. And he also curses about the veggie bacon, which I do understand. They smell like Band-Aids. <laughs> By the way, I love companies that are so ubiquitous that their name is a name that we use for them and their competition. Band-Aids. Kool-Aid. Yeah. Oreos. Pornhub. I actually had a comment about this because I was going, I was going to the car wash last week and while I was waiting for they were detailing the car or whatever and so I brought my headphones and I was listening to uh takeover and ether because I just wanted to listen to both of them again. And why then you, I realized why would you ever want to listen to Ether? Ether is a horrible song. And then I realized that Ether that Nas clearly won and that Ether is clearly better no. because Anytime someone takes someone down, they call it getting ether. So I mean, ether oh, became Kleenex, ether became Band-Aid, ether became nah, Kool-Aid, bro. ether became <laughs> Coke. Ether that is the word for taking someone down with a rap song. So that means they won by default. No, ether also got us Ron Browns. So that part. You know what? Nobody right. says ether nobody is says ubiquitous for killing people. It. No one yeah. says you got takeover. You said you got ether. So yeah. that means they won. But ether is a horrible song. And they, if you they, think they won. if you think if uh, yeah, I mean technically, technically to most people with no common sense, ether Damn. won. Ether Damn. won. Damn. But take but takeover, takeover is like a systematic de- destabilizing force of Nas. And but you e- don't say you ether, got takeover. Ether is just nanani boo boo over a beat. That's right, and that's why people say you got ether. Yeah, because they're stupid. That's very. That's kind of harsh. No, he- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, we they really they really should say you got super ugly. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's where I the real no argument for that. That's where the real disrespect actually happened. But uh, you can you can. But, but at the same time, super ugly came about because of ether. Yes. See, ether won. But no, but it's, <laughs> it's, no, there's no argument. But at the same time, because I'm I'm like Trump on this. I see both sides. At the same time, Jay Z did warn at the end of Takeover, nigga. You know what I can do to you if you keep pushing the issue. Also, yeah, so looking back was- on it on hindsight, Jay Z shouts out Chris and Neef and Emilio Sparks. Yeah, he which does. is like. What? Who and what? <laughs> Who and what and why? Person, I I love the young guns. What are we talking about? I, I think Rockefeller is my favorite, my favorite yeah. era of hip hop. We, we've already talked about this, Scar. Yeah. You and I already know. So, anyhow, Walter well, yeah. Jr. is a dick, a dick on crutches. Yes, <laughs> I only say that because he's not a dick on wheels. 
<laughs> shout out to shout out to RJ Mitty, who actually has cere- cerebral palsy, but not to the extent of the character. Mm-hmm. So they actually got somebody who actually had the thing. Keep that in mind, good doctor, and all mm-hmm. these other things where you have all these people oh, that are fucking fake hate autistic. That show. Yes, absolutely. Fucking all these fake Freddie high side. Oh God. All of these fake autistic dudes, like you could have got somebody with Asperger's who actually has it, but just not on the same level of the spectrum. And they, you know what I'm saying? But like, so he actually had it and he had to learn how to use the crutches and all of that kind of stuff for the show. Yeah, but he's not an asshole. He is totally an asshole. Not in the first episode. Yes, he is. The, the way fuck? he's talking to his mom is some fuck shit. The way he's talking to his mom is some fuck shit. Also, like, like telling your parents buy a new water heater. Don't make no money around here. You, you know what, Scar? No though that bills? that's leaning towards what black parents would do to their kids, not what white parents would do to their kids. Is that racist, Brandon? I just got to check. Yes, because you. you always under, you always do that. You assume that I, we're so different. I would never speak to I would never speak to my parents like that, even now. Man. I, I hear that all the time. This thing, this notion that black kids would never talk back to their parents. And then when you actually go out in public, all you see is black people, black kids talking back to their parents. It happens well, all the time. Well, that's because it's a different generation now. Yeah, it happened talking, back in the day. You know how I know it happened back in the day? Because you did everybody it. has because everybody has a story about getting popped by their parents or their aunt or uncles or grandmother, which means y'all niggas was talking back to your parents. Just no, like the it wasn't. Kids. Back then, we were getting popped for sighing. We were getting popped Mm-mm. for not finishing all of our steak. We were getting popped for drinking the juice and leaving a swallow in the container. We were getting popped for <laughs> not getting in before the streetlights came on. We were getting popped for not and putting enough back. ice into their container, into their uh, glass when they caught us from outside. We were getting popped for teachers calling just to say we did a good job in school, but our parents heard our teacher's voice, so we got popped. We got popped for sighing <laughs> too loud. We got popped and- for breathing too heavily we got popped for being late for church and not wearing the right clothing we got popped for not being able to find our shoes we got popped for (laughs) we got we got we We got got popped popped for for being in first grade not knowing what one plus one is we got popped for not being able to read a word after our parents said it to us the first time we got you gonna don dc curry this joke um but uh so be careful but like i mean is it, it, it could be something to saying shoot, not even talking back, but like just being upset and just like man, shoot. And, and that and you it's not it's it's saying shoot talking back, not really. It's just like you expressing your frustration, but it just expressing your frustration, whether you said something directly to them or not, can get you fucked up. My mama's nickname yes. was Biscuits when I was growing up because she was always down to give us a two-piece. And then it's she became many, a Christian. It's too many stories about white people beating the shit out of their kids for me to sit here and believe that white kids just get to talk back to their parents and nothing happens. That ain't true. I've just seen it too much in my lifetime, like being in the store and stuff like that. And the white parents like, come on, little Timmy. And Timmy's like, come on, mom, make, make, leave me the fuck alone, mom. God damn it, it, mom. I mean, so they had it right. So they had it right. Look, they're, the white kids uh, acting a fool is so fucking ubiquitous Rashani that it became Gip- a condom commercial. Rashani is Mr. Modern Parent Nice Person. Doesn't even want to yell at his basketball kids or raise his voice. So you must admit that the white kid, white parents had it right when you were growing up. 
No, I just admit that the shit that my parents did to me was over the top. Neither side has a right. Like there's a middle line in this <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, I don't, I don't, and, I don't, I don't hit my child, but boy, don't, don't, don't let me get upset about some shit. <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely a middle ground that both sides need to learn and reach. Um, so I mean, with me, they're not even my fucking kids. What I look like yelling <laughs> at the next nigga's kids. For when you, you were growing up, when you were growing up, what would happen? Man, when I was growing up, parents would literally it's, come up to the coach and be like, "Hey, my kid overslept today. Can you make him do suicides?" And the coach no, would be like, "Say less, fam, if, and make you do like twenty ha- suicides." What would happen if you were talking slick to one of your mama's friends? I get hit. Okay, but I already then. ran through like fifty oh. things that got me hit. Okay, but, then. so what I'm saying but, is, but if, if, my kid, if, if one of my white friends have- was talking greasy to. Like the white kid that lived next door to my grandparents never called my grandfather Mr. Jones. He always called him by his first name. The first time I called his father by his first name, because I was I was like, okay, this is what we doing. My grandfather popped me in the back of my head. So that's something right. that is a privilege that I had to learn at an early age, and I'm not living that way with my kids. So they can do this. We're gonna explain what's going on. But they got to experiment and see life. That's right. So they had it right. No, they didn't. They're still over. They are still the reason for helicopter parents. And they're still the reason for anti-vax <laughs> parents. And they're still the reason for a lot of fucking shit that happened. Because these kids, our generation of black kids, grew up trying to find our way out of abusive households. Whereas a lot of the kids who are out there, the Jenner, the Jenny McCarthy's and all those motherfuckers, they grew up in households where there was probably no balance. And so they were just out there doing the stupid and then built upon that when they became adults. There has to be a balance, at least with my uncle, who I emulate as an adult, my uncle Michael, who I love dearly. There's a balance. Like, he's a motherfucker who will talk to you calmly as shit, make you laugh and everything. But when he's walking through the store with his kids, he has his arm around their shoulder. So then if they fuck up, he can press down that pressure point right here on the collarbone and take them the fuck out. (laughs) So that's where I learned how to be a, a father from. Not from my dad. I learned it from my Uncle Michael, who was more of a... This is why he'll explain to you why he's why what what his mindset is, which my parents didn't do. And mm-hmm. I don't I that's that's one thing that I will say that Walter and Skylar were doing with Walter Jr., where they were giving him a voice, but also I wonder how much of the space and freedom they were giving him was due to guilt because he had multiple sclerosis or cystic fibrosis. Which one is this car? Um, cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. So I wonder how much of the leeway they were giving him, the shit they were letting him get away with and say to him was say to them was because they felt badly about the fact that he's getting teased at school, which we saw later on in the episode, and because he's getting bullied and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I can see that. But no one in Walter's class is interacting with his questions about the meaning of chemistry, which is the study of matter, or really, like Scar said, the study of change. Is this the first day of school, or are these kids just really bad at school shit? Because there's one kid getting his Mac on in the back. Chad has literally it's, moved from his table to another table and is punking Walter it's, out. 
I think it's obvious that they just think he's boring. And, you know, you know that teacher that you had that you just don't really jive with. Even the ones that seem very, very into their subject. And you're just like, man, I'm just here for this. You know, you know what happened when I when I had teachers who were boring and we phased them out? They'd be like, all right, go to the back of the book. I want you to do pages 135 through 156. What do you mean do page 135 through 156? There's no questions back there. It's just definitions. Exactly. Write down all the definitions. You have until the end of class to turn it in. That's what they would do. That sounds like bad teaching to me. They were like, if you're not going to learn this way, you're going to learn this way. So, yeah. Um, But that nigga dragged his his loud ass chair when he's back there talking to his girlfriend and Walter's like, hey man, is that your seat? So he drags his loud ass chair scraping and squirching, squirching. I just made that up. Back across. I thought he was fingering her. Dude, she was making noises. She was giggling. I think I don't they're know. high schoolers, as if high school don't, kids don't do that shit. I don't think I don't, they would I don't risk know if they that do that shit in the pilot. In class, I don't think class. they risk that in the pilot, fam. We saw a hand job on the pilot, and then we saw titties in the next episode. Yeah, and no, in the pilot. But these yeah. are high schoolers, implied high schoolers. They're not doing that, right? High schools were fucking an American Pie. Yeah, that. And, and that was that's why this. Generation Z kids are now saying how fucking problematic that movie was. Walter also works at a car wash, which means these t- these teachers ain't getting paid shit. His boss, Bogdan, tells him his co-worker quit and he needs Walter to work extra shifts, which sucks. Walter goes out to clean the tires of a car and lo and behold, the tires belong to a Corvette, which belong to Chad. Chad and his girlfriend make fun of him and take pictures. That's just shitty. And I want mm-hmm. I want to put out right here that the guy who plays Bogdan is the actual science genius. He's like which one was Bogdan? He's, he's the car wash owner with the bushy ass eyebrows. Oh, okay. Yeah that that dude is the actual like they ran a lot of the science through him to make sure that the science was right. Okay. Walter gets home after a long day's work to a surprise party that he didn't even ask for, and he gets chided for being late to. Skylar gets a compliment from a random woman at the party that her stomach is as flat as a washboard and that she isn't even showing any signs of pregnancy. But her sister, Marie, who is the worst. The worst. Says that Skylar's showing a little bit and goes to steal a glass of wine. So that that dude Bogdan has a um a master's in physics and a PhD in chemistry. Cheesy peasy. Marie's husband Hank is just pulling guns out in a group of guys and hands his Glock to Walter Jr., who asks Walter to check it out. Walter says it is heavy, and Hank says that's why they give it to men. Damn. <laughs> yeah, like that's the D that's the DEA agent. That's a DEA yes. agent. Yes. And if like this whole thing, this whole show is predicated Wait. on this party. Yes, yes, it is by far. Because he continues to denigrate Hank, or Hank continues to denigrate Walter after he does a toast for Walter, and then he turns the TV to channel three. Y'all remember that? Remember channels? Mm-hmm. Where Hank is doing an interview talking about his meth lab seizure. 
And Walter sees that and asks how why much money was he in the bus. His, why are they watching that on his surprise birthday party? Because the birthday party's boring as shit, and Hank don't give a fuck about Walt, <laughs> and because he's Hank, on TV. Hank's, Hank's on TV. He's like, I'm on TV. And Turn every nigga shit. between you, me, and Scar, Brandon, every nigga that was in that living room was one of Hank's homeboys. <laughs> like they, were, yeah. they all work with yeah. Hank. <laughs> Yeah, well, those were Walter's friends. <laughs> it was the few family members and Hank's buddies. All his Hank's partner, buddies. his partner, <laughs> and like the rest of them, like they were all, they, they were all cops. Like, mm-hmm. so Walter asks how much money will seize in the bus, and Hank says about seven hundred thousand. And Walter asks if it's rare to have that much money in a seizure, and Hank says that it isn't the most ever taken. Hank then says that it's easy money until the DEA catches you because, you know, he works with the DEA. Brandon, I want to tell you right now, and listeners who have never seen this show before and are watching it episode by episode, thanks. Brandon, I want to tell you right now, you are going to have plenty of days where you are flabbergasted at the stupidity of everyone around Walter. Trust that. Okay. It, it's normal. We all have felt it. It's normal. But then there's going to be days where you're going to be like, this nigga is literally building off of this. Everybody else is stupid. And it gets him into trouble when he builds, when he goes up against somebody who ain't. I just want to warn you of that way in fucking advance. I looked ahead because I wanted, I didn't look at anything details, but I want this. I thought this was like a 22 episode show, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. only a 13 episode show. Not so it, this it is going to be good. It was yeah. on AMC. The first season was A&E. cut short. Was, was uh, A&E or AMC? I thought it was AMC. But I'll I, give it to you. You got it. You got it. Um, uh, The uh, first season was cut short because of the writer strike. Yeah. So the I same, imagine. So anyway, the I was same type of writer strike that's happening now. I imagine things are going to happen fast on the show. Hmm. <laughs> Skylar has a huge ass laptop on her lap and is bidding on eBay while giving Walter a handy. Then, while doing so, she talks to him about his schedule on Saturday, which that the was work such the a sad hand job. That was right? such a sad. How was he supposed to get excited about that? If she gets excited about the shit that she's doing and not even paying attention to the fucking shit that she's doing, he says he's going up to Los Alamos to see an exhibit. And none of this is sexy handy time talk. She stops the handy because she wanted his answer to be that he was going to paint. And he quickly says he's going to, you know, I'm going to paint so he can keep the handy going. And it's a pretty poor handy, like the guys just said. They're talking about painting during a handy and Walter can't get no satisfaction from it. But Skylar tells him to close his eyes and then really demands it. Close your motherfucking eyes. And is literally talking about her bid on eBay while she's shining him off. And celebrates her success while doing so. Now, Walter she goes, gave him an offhand hand job, by the way. She gave She's him a marketing hand job. I mean, she ain't spitting her palm or nothing. Like it's <laughs> she gave him a dry. <laughs> she gave him a dry rub, nigga. She gave this nigga a dry rub. She was not born a hand job. With that Creole kick, like nigga, she just. <laughs> I know y'all. See, I I, I knew you would get that joke because you're a chef. So Walter goes to the car wash on Saturday, coughs, looks at a woman and collapses. 
He goes to the hospital in an ambulance and has to be sent home because his insurance is bad. The paramedic puts a stethoscope on his back and asks if Hartwell is a smoker. He says no and gets an MRI. The doctor this is saying that Walter has inoperable lung cancer and will live for another few years with chemo. But dang it, the doctor has mustard on his white lab coat, and that is way more important. Yes. That dude yeah. was acting so weird, staring at his mustard thing. Yeah, um, they did say that they spoke to um, people who were diagnosed with cancer and they talk about like what happened that day when they told you that. And they was just like, I just focused on everything else other than what the fuck this motherfucker was telling me. And that's where this, that's where that came from. Shout out to the homeboy Joe, who, when he found out we were doing blood meth and tears, uh, came up our blood, sweat and meth, sorry, uh, came up with many things that we should be looking out for. So these are things to hold on to from each episode. The first one is Walter's abandoned pants on the highway. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one is his green shirt and his beige jacket. And the third one is this diagnosis scene. Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Like I did watch a video uh, about like 107 facts about the show. And I was going to write some of the stuff down and kind of interject. Um, but I'm going to go back and do that for future episodes um, because some of the stuff is like really interesting. Like who was originally supposed to play these characters and all okay. that sort of stuff. How old was Brian Cranston? Because he was in pretty good shape. Well, this is right after Malcolm in the Middle. So I would say he was about 42, 44. So Skylar then gets on Walter for using the MasterCard that they don't use to get printer paper at Staples, which was like $14. He $15. $15, and she owed his ass about $15. She asked him how his day went, and he doesn't tell her shit about the cancer diagnosis. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to point that out because previously I was like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody at the job. Bogdan, nobody just thought to call his wife and be like, Hey, he, we, he went to the hospital. But then again, I, I, I didn't notice when I watched it again, that the guy asked him, do you want me to call somebody? And he told him, no, mm-hmm. he didn't want to go. Nigga, I ain't got no insurance for this ambulance trip. This ambulance about to cost me $1,500. Call the damn ambulance. <laughs> I ain't getting in that damn ambulance. My wife gets on me about $15 printer paper. I ain't getting that goddamn Ambalam. <laughs> I like saying Ambalam. Um, Bogdan tells Walter that he's shorthanded and he needs him to do some wipe downs on the tires outside. Wipe me down. Y'all supposed to be doing swag surfing right now. And Walter says, fuck you and your bushy ass eyebrows and tells him to wipe down this, grabbing his dick. I bet that, I, I bet that felt great to That Walter. was gangster as shit. I bet that felt great. He must have had a black writer for that. Probably cost him his job. But I mean, what's the price of cathartic moments, really? I quit. quit. (laughs) Mr. White. How about this song, Mr. White? (laughs) (laughs) He was Mr. White also. Uh, I quit. (laughs) I can't wait till I get money. Walter calls Hank and asks to do a ride along. And Hank immediately takes him to a stake out of a meth lab. His snitch told him that a guy named Captain Cook is there and makes meth with chili powder in it. And I'm not a meth user by any means, but that sounds 
hideous. But my thing is, bruh, y'all looking for Captain Cook. His car with the license plate, the captain, is right fucking behind you, and no one fucking notices. Wasn't it covered? No. He didn't cover it until he got home. When when Walt showed up, he was covering it at that point, but it was just parked on the street. But like we said, Uh, not the smartest people in the world. None of them. Not a what one. What is the medical? What is the medical use for meth? Is that there used is for no anything, medical use it, for meth? The, me- it, the meth is just it, drugs. It used to be. It used to be legal, but I couldn't tell you what the actual use for. Yeah, go ahead and look up the history of meth. I I know opium used to be legal, and uh, a lot of other ones, cocaine and all that back in the eighteen hundreds. I never heard of meth being legal. Uh, now uh, mescaline was legal but meth no i feel like you gotta work to get hooked on crystal meth i feel like you gotta be really down and out to get to at we talked about this before scar and i but there is a certain age where you're too fucking old to be doing this shit like you're too old to be getting hooked oh, on drugs at okay so it's just methamphetamines yes but in crystal form yeah methamphetamines used to be legal in the 70s yes but I think it was in a different form than crystal meth. Right. It was more of a powder. Okay. Hank thinks that the captain is Mexican, but his partner Gomez thinks the dude is white. Either way, Hank makes a bet that the dude is an insert racial slur here, and the stakeout continues. The DEA gets ready to rush the door, and Hank tells Walter that, meth is, that if meth is mixed incorrectly, it makes mustard gas. And Walter, the smartest motherfucker in the room, corrects him and calls it phosphine gas, which, why? But Hank just continues with saying, you know, one whiff will kill you, bottom line, so you need respirators. And God bless Hank, he's just giving the game out like C-Murder did on Ghetto Dope, isn't he? (laughs) One, mix seven grams of snow. Two, don't buy from the niggas that you don't know. Mix it up where the table and the stove be. You get the bacon soda. I got the D. <laughs> Mix seven grams of water for every seven grams of Coke. For every one gram of Coke. Sorry. Captain Cook gets caught up, and he's Asian, but his name's Emilio. So Hank assumes that he's still Mexican. Hank I, and I mean, Gomez. That's a fair get... assumption. Yeah. That's not an unreasonable assumption. No, not at all. Hank and Gomez get ready to go in. And but he has a to, specifically Asian last name. He might be biracial. I mean, it's it's New Mexico. Yeah, which originally it was supposed to be in California. Or he could be a Julio, like Julio Jones. Mm. Blackest Julio I ever met. Hank and Gomez get ready to go into the meth lab, and Walter asks to go in and check out the lab, too, and no one has a fucking problem with this. No, they say they say let us go check it out first. So that's when they get out the car. Like, dude, like, why the fuck do you want to look at a meth lab, bruh? It's like, let me make sure this shit is cool. So the, um, but my thing is this. They actually brought him in there before they took Emilio the fuck out. That is my issue. Because later later on in this episode, Emilio recognizes Walt. 
I mean, so, he has a distinctive face. So that, but, but like, <laughs> like if you're gonna, if you're gonna make sure that this is clear enough for Walt to go in and take a look at the lab, don't you want to get the person that you just arrested the fuck out of there? Well, he does. He probably doesn't assume that Walt is about to go start cooking meth. <laughs> well, no, 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 because I mean, just like you're, you're a D, like the DA doesn't seem to be very smart. Um, be, but like, just yo, know, don't you want to get Emilio in the car and get him on his fucking way, get him the fuck out of there before you bring anyone who's not DEA in here? It just seems that just seems wise to me. But I'm assuming we, Gomez had that shit, and Hank said something racist and kept pushing. Him. Yeah, that's that's it's weird. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. So Walter. As they're going to check out the place before they let Walter come in and see how everything is really laid out in the meth lab <laughs> before they give him the full tour. Um, cause you know, you know Hank would have walked in from place to place. This is where they do this. And this mm. But Walter sees another guy in undies on the roof of another house putting on pants and a woman with nice ass titties, throwing clothes out the window at him. And Walter recognizes Jesse Pinkman who runs off, hops in the car, and takes off because Jesse is the captain. KT has big titties. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse is hiding out of this home because you're hiding out at home, really? But it's just Walter. The DEA just raided your spot and you're hiding out at home with a car that says captain in the front yard. Um, Jesse asks how Walter found him, and Walter says you're still in the school's filing system. That's all it took. Oh. The one thing I didn't like is how quickly this nigga went from boring ass square school teacher to I'm about to start cooking meth. That should have happened like in six hours. I mean, but I mean, but if you just got the if you just got a cancer assessment and you're working two jobs because you're broke and you know you that they make seven hundred thousand on a bad day. And you know you can do it. I feel like it's gonna take me a little bit of Thinking before I'm like, yeah, I think I want to get into the meth cooking business. Well, no, actually, think about this. I want you to think about this. The plaque originally on the wall to saying that he contributed to the Nobel Prize. It was in 1985. The dudes who actually won the, the Nobel Prize that year were Herbert Hauptman and Jerome Carl, who won for their development of methods to determine crystal structures. Method he is term. he is a master of crystal structures. What the fuck does that got to do with I'm about to go cook meth? I'm about to meth, steal. Meth is called crystal. It's crystal structures. And when he does meth, not he didn't actually learn how to do this from Jesse. He does it on his own. Yeah, he, just, he knows how to do it. That doesn't mean... Because he is a master... That you, you also find out later that he is a master of crystal structures. Yeah, I understand from, 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 that. From, what I'm talking about is, if you... Do, y'all, uh, do you understand the decision it's to just go science. cook meth? Like, it's just the science. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the shit he knows how to do. So like, if you know, he was a chemist. And that's he was what I was like, going to say. He has no emotion he, about it. He's just like, I know how to do it better than y'all, motherfuckers. This is what I said before. The smartest nigga in the room. 
And when he goes to Jesse, when he goes to Jesse and he's this, this same conversation that we're on right now, he says, yeah, I want to do this, but we're not making that bullshit that you make. I got this. I like the chili powder. No, fuck that chili powder. I got this. Like, Did you he, see how long it took Franklin Saint to decide he wanted to make crack? Man, I can't wait till we get. To and he was ball. already, and he was already I'm, in the drug game, and I'm, it was, and he had to think about: Do I want to get into this crack stuff? Do I want to actually cook crack? Like, nah, it no. took him some time to decide. Uh, the fucked up part is he learned how to make crack from the RZA, but um, and he was already <laughs> a drug. I've dealer. only seen Walter, I've only seen the first season, but Walter was a fucking square. In a in a day, you know what I think I'm gonna do. I'm going to go cook some meth. No, Walter is a genius of how to, uh, of chemistry and crystal structures. Like we can't like, so like the idea and like, we'll get to it when they actually make that first batch is like, yo, I ain't never seen this shit before. Yeah, no, I know that part, but you're you're really downplaying the idea of cooking meth. You're very much downplaying it like it's just I a mean, thing but to do. What what I'm thinking though, uh, Brandon, is that some people give it some thought and some people dive right in. And what I'm learning about Walter and what I'm realizing going back and thinking about it, Walter's really smart, but he doesn't hesitate a lot. And it's like it's like if I find out that there is a there's an illegal way to make cookies and make a lot of money from making cookies. I'm like, nigga, I can make some cookies. I know how to do this. But you're already making cookies. Mm -hmm. I feel what you're saying, Brandon. I'm right there with you. (laughs) I I think I think this is just he just looked at it as like, oh, I can do this. This is easy for me. But it's He's not uh, that. It's the it's the quickness that he decided I'm going to be a drug dealer out of nowhere. Where just yeah, a couple hours before he was getting punked out by Chad at the fucking car wash. That's what Brandon's saying. I'm about he to gets get punked out by Chad game. at the car wash. He goes to the car. He he uh, goes the next day and collapses. The doctor tells me he has cancer, and boom, just like that, I'm gonna go with Hank to see this meth lab, and I'm gonna do this shit. But then, but then I'm going to work with this moron that I used to teach. It's it's not just the he gets cancer. The diagnosis is like even on their best day, he has about two years. Yeah, I think that is the key. Oh, he knows he don't have he's on borrowed time. So like, if I'm going to do something, I need to do something right now because at best case scenario, I got two years. Yeah, he's definitely trying to build a nest egg. Um, yeah. but. Jesse asks why Walter is at his house. And Walter's like, I was just curious. He didn't expect Walt, he didn't expect Jesse to amount to much, but meth? And he's like, there's a lot of money in that, right? And Jesse says that he doesn't know what he's talking about. And Walter says, nobody's looking for you. And I want to go into business with you. And Jesse is literally incredulous that Walter wants to cook meth with him. And Walter tells this motherfucker, if you don't cook meth with me, I'm going to turn you in. <laughs> but he says the most important thing first, you know, the business. I know the science. Yeah. He's a chemist. Skylar's writing a book and that's dope. And Maria's hating and drinking. Cause she's the worst. 
the absolute worst. Marie offers to critique any writing that Skylar does, and nah, ma, <laughs> you seem to be doing just fine with that without seeing her fucking book at all. And Marie also gets an extra credit by saying she thinks something's wrong with Walter. She thinks it's the sex. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like, I ain't about to have this conversation with you. The worst. Oh, my God. Walter's at the school gearing up. He's carrying boxes like he fucking got fired. Who's coming with me? <laughs> Walter's a nerd. And, and she needs to be worried about her husband because we all know most cops are hoes. Yeah. He says the shit that he cooks isn't chemistry, it's art. And Walter says the shit Jesse cooks is shit. And Walter will not be cooking that. Uh, thank you very much. He's going to produce a chemically pure and stable product that works as advertised. No adulterants, no baby formula, no chili powder, no capes. Jesse fucking says, we'll see about that. <laughs> uh, Walter also has protective clothing and eye wash. And Jesse says he ain't about that because he's gangster, son. Walter wants to cook in Jesse's house, but that ain't happening. They can't work in a storage facility either, but they can work in an RV. So they go and buy one and make a mobile meth lab to cook out in the boonies. Jesse wants to know why Walter is doing this. And he tells Jesse it's for the money. And Jesse calls bullshit because there's no way that someone at the age of 60, some straight like Walter, is going to suddenly break bad. Title. Walter says I'm 50. And Jesse said it's weird and it doesn't compute. He said that if Walter had gone crazy or depressed, he needs to tell him. Walter says, nah, man, I'm woke. And tells Jesse to buy the RV after only giving him $6,000 and needed $85,000. But the way he said it, though, is like, he's like, you know, if I ask you if you're a cop, you have to tell me, right? <laughs> the way he said it was mm -hmm. like that. You know, Are you a cop? Because, you know, you're supposed to tell me if I ask you if you're a cop. Which is the stupidest. They don't have to tell you, people. Which is why they only do that shit in movies. If you feel like someone's a cop and you're in that line of work, usually you don't ask if they're a cop. You just shoot them. That's what God would have done. He also did amazing things with a pull stick. So. God did. Walter Jr. can't put on his pants without help. So his dad comes in. It has to be difficult being a teenager who wants his independence, but has to depend on his parents for help. It also doesn't help that there's other high school students standing nearby making fun of him. That was a high school student. That was a grown ass man. With two high school friends. They had to be high schoolers. Those those are like grown ass men to me. Those are like football players to me. That was Cuba Gooden. But a 39-year-old, 14-year-old. Uh, Skyler is going to engage with them, but Walter says not to and walks away. And Skyler looks at Walter like, you pussy. Now, my thing is, where the fuck does Walter go? Because he leaves out the back of the store, and then all Outdoors of a sudden he walks right back around. And then, and then he walks in the front of the store. I don't pincher understand. Move. Yeah, he wanted to get the jump. That's a pincher move right there. Just <laughs> And he goes full white man. We call that the whippoorwill. That's the signal. When you hear that pincher move, we're going to hit him with the whippoorwill. <laughs> so, I thought it was pincer move. So, before 
Walter, before Skyler can go engage with these niggas, Walter comes through a front door and assaults a minor. So that fucking happened in public. I don't think that was a minor. That was a grown-ass man. No. Pretty sure that was a minor. Because he was making fun of Walter Jr. A grown-ass man wouldn't be doing that. Yes, a grown-ass man. This grown-ass man absolutely did. That was a grown man. No, I feel like his two friends were high schoolers, too. No, that's that's grown. But but Walt, Walt taps into that other side. Yeah, the guy says that he'll mess Walter up, and Walter says he only has one shot, so he better lose himself. Mom's spaghetti and shit, you know what I'm saying. Then he tells him to take it like Rihanna and Rude Boy. Take it! Take it! Take it! And Skylar gets moist, and the teenager calls him a psycho and walks away with his friends. Why the fuck? Okay, I'm sorry. This is some white man shit. Like, he did that to him. And then he's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And he was like, well, you only get one shot. I'm not giving you that shot. You only you get one shot. You're, you're not getting this shot. I'm not giving you this shot. I'm going to fuck you up. Like, you know, I'm going full ender. I'm making sure that I'm I'm ending this fight in all future fights right now. I'm not giving you this shot. I remember changing the game of fighting rules at my junior high school by beating up somebody while they were taking their jacket off. People didn't think that was allowed. Like they were like, "Why would anybody think of the children?" It's a street fight. Ain't no rules in the street fight, nigga. Oh, you missing the point. He didn't want to fight. He wanted him to think he was crazy, and that's yeah, what that's a crazy true. person I mean, would that's, say. That's that's obvious. But like, I'm sorry, I'm not letting this big ass dude because that dude was much larger of a man. But for, to man. have a much larger of a man here, you say you only get one shot to make the most of it. You like this motherfucker, I, I mean, and then and then the part where he took the fucking uh, fireplace poker and hit the glass and was like, "Come on, you want to get nuts? No, Let's get nuts. Was, no, basically, we, back up, back up. Mind your mind business. Mind your business. That's all. Mind your business." So Walter looks proud and probably got a handy with actual interest that night. And then he and Jesse go out to the boonies the next day, two miles away from the nearest cow house. You know, where no, the cows he didn't live. get handy. He fucked. Not that night. Not that no. night. Oh, no, the, the next night. Yeah. So that's a perfect place to cook by the cow house. Walter strips down to his underdraws because these are his good clothes and he can't go home smelling like a meth lab and they get to work. Jesse is filming this shit, which is as dumb as taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy. Right. You see, Rashani, they're not that much different than us. You never no, heard your Jesse's not say, that different. You never heard your grandmother say, these you know, these are good clothes. Take your good clothes off. Really? See that? Yeah, he's the see same that? age as my grandmother at that time. Um, Walter takes the camera and shuts it off and they get to work. And Jesse is lax as shit and almost chokes himself out. And I think he also tried to put fucking chili powder into the mix. (laughs) The result? Pure glass. It's art, Jesse says. And Walter's like, no, it's basic chemistry. But Jesse calls him the the iron chef of meth and tries to take a hit. Because of his knowledge of crystal structures. You see how this works? He didn't actually get any knowledge of how to do this shit from Jesse. He just had Jesse help him grind up the fucking DeSuto. That's it. Like he didn't like he did the rest of this shit on his own. Jesse says Walter stops him and says, We don't sell 
or we don't use, we only sell. And Jesse's like, since when? And Walter says, what now? How do we sell this? And just says, we cook some more tomorrow and bags not to take the crazy eight. And crazy gets a look at the meth that Jesse called Desconte, but whatever, and tells Jesse it's all right. He's back with a vengeance. He's broken up about Emilio. And Crazy tells him that it seems like Jesse snitched on Emilio. And Jesse tells Crazy that it's bullshit. And the next time he hears from Emilio, he's going to kick his ass. But, you know, Emilio's out of jail and in the house. Which is, yeah. as, which is as fucking bad as when one of your friends gets on the phone with you and has somebody else on three-way and tells them to hit mute and lures you into a fucking trap. So then you say shit that's incriminating. That's entrapment. Oh. That happened. That happened with a with a homeboy of mine with his uh, ex fiance. His 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 ex fiance sent her brother after dude. So brother called and he was like, mm, "That's not what happened." So brother called his called his sister with my man on mute, and yeah, it was a completely different situation. Like I'm glad that got worked out that in that way, and they didn't actually have to come to a fight. But like, wait, so the sister made it up, or the fiance the made sister, it up, or what? Happened? The, the sister, the sister made up what actually happened that day to send her brother after him. Okay, they got they got into an argument because of something that she did, um, and because she went off and start and tried to hurt him, bit him on his chest, all kinds of shit. Um, the police were called, and she was taken away because there wasn't. There was nothing wrong with her. He didn't actually hit her. So they took her away. But they had to bring her back because she had kids. So it was a, it was a long story, but yeah, that's what happened. And then she she basically said that it was it was his fault. Tried to send her brother after dude. Brother called and he was like, yo, dog, you know me. Why would why would you think that I would do the things that she's saying that you that that I did? And then the brother was just kind of like, you know what, you're right. So they want to know where Jesse got the glass sconte from. And Jesse takes him to the cook site and Walter's out there on his skivvies getting ready to cook. Walter tells Crazy that he's willing to sell for him if the price is right. And Crazy pulls out some money. But Emilio recognizes Walter the same way Christopher Williams recognizes Ice-T in New Jack City. And calls Jesse a snitch motherfucker. I don't know. You're Jesse tries to kid? run. Huh? This is Christopher Williams' kid? No. Christopher oh, Williams, okay. New Jack City. Okay. Hey, I knew I knew that motherfucker. He's a cop. It took him the whole fucking movie. Oh, yeah. Now I know you're talking about real hard. Thinking real hard throughout the entire movie. And at the very end, I knew I knew that nigga. He's a cop. Bitch, he's been with us for like three months. I had him in my pool. I told him about how I murdered his mama. You couldn't tell me this like, hey, 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 Nino, come over here real quick. Come over here and talk to me real quick. Hey, you stay over there, Ice-T. Hey, Nino, I don't know where I've seen this nigga from before, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that he is not on the up and up. You want to keep him far away from anything we're doing. And kid is Christopher Reed, actually. Christopher Reed. Oh, yeah. Christopher Williams is play, right? No, Don't they got the same name. That's Christopher Martin. Christopher Martin. Okay. So Jesse tries to run away from Emilio and Crazy, but he trips over his huge ass Jinko pants. 
like takes two steps and just falls on his face. Face plants. And Walter makes a deal to teach Crazy and Emilio how to cook the glass. Emilio smoking a cigarette inside the RV, and Walter asks him to put it out. So he throws it into the brush outside instead of just putting it out, and that's going to drive Smokey the Bear crazy as fuck. Walter makes a gas bomb and traps the crazy and Emilio on the RV, so they both choke and pass out. I knew. I, I, can, I can say this. I knew exactly what was going to happen with that red phosphorus. I knew. I knew that the first time I saw this, I knew red phosphorus and water, not a good thing at all. Walter then goes and begins to untie Jesse, who got knocked out and tied up by Emilio. But then he notices the fire that's popping off because no one prevented a fucking forest fire. So he puts the gas mask on Jesse and they hop He's into the RV all this and take in his drawers. Mm-hmm. And his underroom. in his drawers. Walter's pants fly off the rear view, the side view mirror of the RV in the process. And now we're back at the opening, where Walter's pointing a gun off at the distance. He changed his mind and tried to kill himself, but the gun doesn't fire. He thinks the gun has no bullets in it, so he punts, so he points it at the ground and immediately puts a hole in the dirt. But the sirens aren't cops. They're fire trucks. And anyone who lives in the hood knows that. From the very beginning. You're muted. You don't live in the hood. Sorry, sorry. you know the difference between fire trucks and, and police cars. If you live in the hood, you know the difference between a fire truck, an ambulance, and a police car without issue. Right, Brandon? He don't live in the hood. Right, Brandon? He don't live in the hood. I'm asking you. I don't live in the hood. When you, you nigga, you grew up in Baltimore. Do you know the difference between a fire truck, an ambulance, and a police siren? Uh, Depends on where I'm at. Sometimes they sound the same. And sometimes they got different noises. You know who's got really um ambulances don't ever sound like police cars though. No, they don't. They do not. And no. police cars in Europe, they sound completely different from everything else. Well, Actually, now that I think about it, fire trucks don't sound nothing like police cars either. That's what I'm saying. Right. And um, and actually, you know, in Europe, the police are actually there to help. So like the cars have like the, the the police cars have like reflective stuff on the outside and stuff like so that. So they ain't sneaking sure, up on niggas. To make sure that you can see them. I will say that once once I got to Richmond, um uh when I first got here, the police cars, um the the bar at the top, the blue light in the middle used to stay on constantly. So you knew that was a police car because the blue light in the middle stayed on constantly. And if they needed to turn the rest of the lights on, then they then they then they could, but the blue light used to stay on. I mean blue lights matter. <laughs> the thin blue light. Sorry. So um Walter stands there in his undies as they speed off to the burn site. And they also have wrecked the RV. Like the RV, they drove it into a fucking ditch. Um, Jesse asks what happened to Emilio on Crazy 8. And Walter tells Jesse that he made phosphate gas and murdered the both of them. Then he vomits and tells Jesse they need to go clean up their mess. And then they go home, literally launder some money and go to bed. Walter gets home late and thinks Skylar didn't notice, but she does, and she asks where he was. 
She doesn't know what's going on with Walter lately, but she doesn't like him when Walter doesn't talk to her. The worst thing he could do is shut her out. And in response, instead of talking to her, he gives her the dick. The end. The dick. Two more things that we need to be... She enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, she was having fun. I mean, she was trying to get the dick a couple days prior, and it wasn't getting hard for her. No, she wasn't trying to get the dick. She was just trying to satisfy that motherfucker while doing her eBay. So two more things we need to keep in mind for this episode is Walter throwing matches into his pool when he's sitting outside after the diagnosis and Walter giving Jesse the money for the RV. Brandon, how do you like the shot after this episode? There was a lot going on, but I'm interested. Yeah. I'm very interested, but it's a lot going on. Scar, you got anything? Nah, man, I'm just I'm just happy, and like I said, I'm gonna start throwing in some tidbits um, later on. But, tidbits, but yeah, man, I I'm I'm the only thing that surprised me is I didn't realize that the other guy showed up in this first episode. Yeah, me either. I didn't think Crazy Ed was in this first. Well, I didn't think that. Yeah, I'm talking about the. I'm talking yeah, about the other you're part. talking about Walter. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 916-633-1537. Uh, we actually have a couple of options as far as emails for this one, but you can still just go to return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, the other email is blood, sweat, and meth at gmail.com. Uh, what you need to do, Rashani, is go to chat. I thought it was GBT. blood, meth, and I thought it was, was what are you blood, sweat, to, and meth? I thought it was blood, meth, and tears. Blood, meth, go and to- tears. Yeah. Go yeah. to Chat GBT and have Chat GPT write the description for the show in each episode and watch how watch how we get popping. Okay. That's the that's the cheat that's the cheat code for all you people want to start a podcast. So so okay, so what I'm gonna ask you to do is after this is done, we're gonna walk on over to Chat GBT and we're going to you're gonna tell me what to type in to yeah, make sure it pops and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I've never used Chat GPT. Uh, Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B O K. I'm on Twitter at uh, Ratchet Book Club, and the show is on Twitter at RTO Podcast. Uh, you could leave a review for the show at Spotify. Uh, it takes like 13 seconds. Uh, you can also leave a review for the show on uh, Podchaser. Uh, or on the Apple Podcast app, or on the Good Pods app. Uh, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can donate to the show on the Good Pods app, where you can leave a tip. And then just a tip. You didn't ask us if we had anything. I did. I asked you what you thought of the show so far. And then he asked me, what did I have anything? I can't really ask you if you have anything, Brandon, because you're new to the show. Well, I do have something. You mean show-wise? Yeah, if you got something, plug it. Yeah, I do have something to plug. Rashani, we need to get back to hindsight. Yes. And I want the listeners, if they're listening, to tell me if this is a good idea. But Rashani, I think because there's the last... Well, the second to last Mission Impossible movie that we should watch all of them 
once a week up until the new one comes out. Okay. You think that's a bad idea? No, because I like all the Mission Impossibles. I know that was random, but we usually we usually plug some other shit. And if we're going to start back doing hindsight, I wanted to plug it. Okay, for sure. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.